Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Joining you, the Friday edition of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Where the streets have no name from the Joshua Tree. This is Oilers Now, jam-packed edition. We're going to get into a couple uh, developments one that is ongoing as we speak, but not before I tell you. Look, coming up on today's show at 12.35, Mark Spector from the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. At 105 today, former Edmonton Oiler player and coach, now the head coach of the University of Alberta Golden Bears, Ian Herbers. And at 135 from NHL Hockey on Rogers as well as 6.30, Chad. One of the others, two radio play-by-play voices going into season number 13 here in Edmonton, Jack Michaels. Of course, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 7804960063. Get charged up for the summer. Bring your player's club card to the venue and get a free River Cree portable charger. More info at therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Same number, 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott, who's getting ready for the uh, big Labor Day weekend down in Calgary. The Elks make another puzzling move. We'll have a little bit of Elks discussion a little bit later on. Interesting piece written by, uh, is it Jerry Madonage? Is that how you pronounce his name? I got that pronunciation right from the Edmonton Sun, from Post Media. I wish I knew the answer to that uh, one. Okay. I've heard it a couple times, and Jerry, I apologize. All right, well, he just I did read about, the piece. <laughs> he just talked about private ownership of the Edmonton Elks. Maybe the time has come. That was an interesting piece, to say the least. However, our top story has to do with hockey. And the top story is brought to you daily by the folks at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get them with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Well, just about uh, 50 minutes ago, Brendan, you would have seen it. An announcement from the Winnipeg Jets involving a player that some people had targeted here in Edmonton potentially making sense. One year, $750,000 for Sam Gagne to Winnipeg. So I know there was a belief out there that Gagne may be in the mix in Edmonton. Uh, some suggested on a PTO. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that the orders do invite a forward in on a PTO, but Gagne gets a one-way deal for $750,000. Now, here's the catch. We've discussed multiple times over the last four days or so that it was leaning and looking like maybe the Edmonton Oilers 
might add another defenseman. So here's what I'm going to tell you. The Oilers will be signing another defenseman, okay? It's going to be a guy at $750,000, $800,000 in that range. And I would say the signing would be imminent to at least at minimum sign by the time we have our next show on Tuesday, but it might even happen during the course of today. So the Oilers will be adding another defenseman. They'll be adding a guy that is not a seventh D-man, but a guy who has spent most of his career as a 4-5 defenseman. We've talked about a couple options that could theoretically make sense. Some people mentioned Nathan Boileau as an example. For dollar and cents, for me, the guy that makes the most sense is Ryan Murray. We'll wait and see on that front. But the Oilers will be adding another defenseman at some course of the next could be within the next 24 hours, certainly by the time that we get back to do the show on Tuesday. By the way, Monday is the best of Oilers now, an abbreviated version, as the uh, as Brendan and the crew get ready to bring you the uh, Edmonton Elks broadcast. So we know now it's, it's going to be a D-man that gets added. It's going to be a guy that's played a fair amount in his NHL career, and you can never have enough defensemen. So sometimes you have to take a look at the track record of the general manager of the hockey team. The GM does not like to trade first-round picks. He didn't like to fire head coaches. He went outside the box and made the move last year during the season. And frankly, it salvaged the Oilers' year because all Jay Woodcroft did was come into uh, Edmonton and bang off a record of 26-9-3, a 724 points percentage, plus 40 in goal differential, fifth in the league in goals for, fifth in the league in goals against. And it's got many of us excited, obviously, the Oilers going three rounds in the playoffs. Again, our top story for legacy heating and cooling. It is my belief that we will be looking uh, at the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I'm not going to say believe. The Oilers are signing another defenseman. And it could happen sometime. Uh, may even happen by the end of today. But uh, certainly by the time we get back on Tuesday. Uh, this in light of the fact that we were already receiving texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line about the Oilers, quote-unquote, missing out on Sam Gagne. Full disclosure, I love Sam Gagne. He is a terrific guy. Always has been, right from the start, right when, when he first came to town. And a straight shooter. If you ever had an issue with something that you said, he'd bring it up with you. And you know what? Then it was, it was done. It was over with, and you moved on, and everything was good. He wasn't one of those guys that, he, you know, he had... Uh, you, you you didn't say something the way maybe he would have liked to have heard it or somebody around him would have liked to have heard it. If you explain it, how he's about as solid of a guy as, as uh, there is out there. Again, the Oilers are going to sign a D-man, and it's going to be a veteran defenseman, and it's going to be a guy capable of playing in the third pairing. It's not going to be a guy that's a straight seven. So to me, that would take a guy out of the mix like Ben Harper, who is mostly in a seventh defenseman, eighth defenseman role with Nashville last year and would increase the probability it might be a guy like Ryan Murray or Nathan Boileau. So we'll continue to monitor that. All right. What do you think, Brendan? What do you think of the Oilers potentially adding? It's not potential. They're going to. It's just a matter of what, when it gets pushed out of them adding a D-man. Well, we would be relying a lot on young defensemen in critical situations. I think that Philip Broberg is a very talented player, but I don't know that uh, having him slotted in for an 82-game season plus a, a playoff run to the Stanley Cup final is uh, is a reasonable expectation. So to me, this is the biggest position of need. If this is where they're going to address it, when they address this need, Bob, I think that they've gone about it the right way and still being responsible enough to have some chips, I would imagine, to play at the deadline. This text comes in saying, Bob, so you're saying the Edmonton Oilers are going to sign Danny DeKaiser. 
I don't think it's going to be Danny DeKaiser. Okay? <laughs> Anything that's a former Red Wing head. At that's this stage of the game? Fruit. I mean, no, we don't need to go down <laughs> that path. We've, uh, you know, there you go. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, good for Gags. He deserves another opportunity. That one comes to us from Craig. We'll continue to monitor. Again, this is actually something that could happen during the course of today's show, but the orders will be adding. Now, this is where I explain to you that Slater Cuckoo uh, is expected to be at training camp but was not really with the organization from about February on last year. So I think the belief was the team needed one more uh, veteran. To, and, and an opportunity has... I do not believe that this player would have signed had Edmonton been a run-of-the-mill team. But I think because of the position that the Oilers are in, this player is going to sign. So, well, he signed. It's it's just a matter when all the paperwork gets pushed through. There you have it. Fluid situation, 12-16 in Edmonton. Let's get to NHL. Uh, actually, we'll go to the Oilers now. Audio Vault for our friends at Direct Workwear. Frank and the staff there specialized to work with your business. Outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray. I asked Dylan Holloway on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now how he can make the Oilers team this fall. I think the biggest thing is just to let my skating uh, kind of like t- I don't know, not not take over per se, but use my skating to my advantage. And then a big thing too is just to play physical. I know uh, uh, the Oilers' top six is going to be very hard to crack. So if I can play a, a physical, like hard forechecking role um, in the bottom six, then uh, I feel like that role could be uh, beneficial. So I think the big thing for me is just to play my game, play fast, and play physical. Dylan Holloway also added uh, that. Uh, perhaps shed some insight and light on what occurred during his two wrist surgeries last year. The wrist injury is definitely something I wasn't expecting. Uh, ended up getting two surgeries on it. The first surgery didn't work out uh, too well. And then the second surgery, I was out for about four and a half months just recovering and until I was able to play again. So it was a, it was a long process, but definitely really excited. It's, uh, you know, it's it's not quite the same as it was. Like the range of motion isn't quite there, but uh, as far as strength and everything goes, it's there. And then uh, shooting now doesn't hurt. I remember last year, like, I'd have to get my wrist taped up quite a bit to just, just be on the ice and shoot. But now shooting's not an issue, so uh, feeling pretty confident with it going into camp. All right, that is uh, Dylan Holloway of the Edmonton Oilers. By the way, Brendan, just as an aside, Leon Dreisettle in town before Labor Day weekend. Uh, I was out there yesterday morning. We had a little bit of a, a an event yesterday to attend to in the morning over at OEG offices, and Leon's leading every drill, and he's the one established guy on the team. And I, I just ima- I want the, the listeners to think about this. You're Xavier Borgo. Um, you're Dylan Holloway, and Leon Drysettles out there before Labor Day. Like he's in town, he's committed, he's out there, he's skating pretty well. But he's what sort of example does that? This this is how a guy gets better and exceeds expectations. Like I was super bullish on Drysettle in 2014. I never thought he was going to be a 50 goal scorer in the NHL. He's done it twice. He's been the second highest goal scoring player in the league since the start of the 18-19 season. He's got the most power play goals. He's one goal behind McDavid for the most game-winning goals. Connor and Leon are 1-2 in game-winning goals. But what an example for the Oilers' young players. And this is something that will continue once McDavid and uh, Darnell Nurse uh, get out of Gary Roberts lane and come into town next week. They, too, are guys that you know work. And, and when that's the example, at the top of the food chain with the best players, the subsequent first-round picks learn from that, and that becomes the standard. It's a good thing. 
It sure is. And aren't we seeing the growth in a player like Leon Dreisaitl, who now that we've seen you know him for a big chunk of time, we've watched him be the Xavier Borgo coming in and learning from other players to now setting that example, understanding that you've made it to, to a certain level. You've achieved individually as much as you could ever want to. Now it's about getting the team over this hump. And obviously that's what he sees is, uh, is necessary to getting this team beyond where they've been before. They've got the troops to do it, Bob, and I think that there's got to be a lot of excitement in that room knowing that they do and believing that this really could be the year. All right. Uh, again, uh, we're going to see an order. The Edmonton Oilers, we have people asking, well, why didn't Edmonton sign Gagne? We talked about the fact that they're going to be signing a defenseman. It's, it's imminent. Is it imminent in the next hour? I'm not sure. There's some processes that have to take place. Might have to do a little bit with LTIR. I don't think it's a super expensive defenseman. I don't think it's Danny DeKaiser, but Brandon in Windsor says funny story about the bumper sticker and Danny DeKaiser. Do you know that story about the bumper sticker involving Danny DeKaiser? No. So Craig McTavish and Scott Halzen were the Oilership, the Oilers' leadership uh, at the time. Mac T was the GM and Scott was the assistant GM. And Danny DeKaiser was coming out of Western Michigan, and they went to go meet him in, in uh, for lunch. And DeKaiser had driven his own vehicle there. So they finish this meeting, and it goes pretty well. And DeKaiser's up front with him. He's saying, you know, look, you guys are definitely in the mix. Detroit's going to be in the mix. And so they finish the meeting, and then he goes and drives off in his truck. And on the back of a vehicle is a Detroit Red Wings sticker on the back of his car. And back to you, Scott, were like, at that point, we knew we were not getting Danny DeKaiser. So I do not think that it's going to be Danny DeKaiser. I know people are drawing a line from Danny DeKaiser. Uh, let's just say the circle of life, the circle of life may make sense on who Edmonton ends up picking up here. If you think about it, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Curtis from Wainwright says, Bob, is Ken Holland signing Chris Chelios just going off of his track record? I, I still think Chelios could probably play for a couple of the teams in the NHL. Like, could he help Arizona right now? Probably. The tan would fit in down there. Uh, this texter comes in. Uh, Dwight says, Bob, I'm the first to admit I thought that Drysettle's contract was huge overpay when it was signed, and boy, was I wrong. 29 is on his way to the Hockey Hall of Fame from Dwight. Well, the Oilers have two Hall of Fame players on the current team. Like, McDavid is the best player in the world. We know that. Oh, who's the guy? I think he was in Sask. There's a guy out there on Twitter good guy. Ah, oh, what's his name? And he, he had a stat that he dug up and only McDavid and uh, Gretzky had accomplished this stat. It was a con... Uh, and for some reason, I thought he was doing some media work in... I'm upset that I forgot his name. He's in Saskatchewan. Somebody might text us. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Oiters, uh, Brad says, I love Sam Gagne. I didn't want him on the team, though. That one comes to us from Oiters, Brad. Well, one of the things that worked against Sam Gagne was the fact that Derek Ryan was here, and there was a little bit of redundancy there. Right shot centers that probably mostly play right wing. And uh, it could be interesting here in terms of what's going to happen again. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Keep it uh, going. Uh, Haji says, Bob, your intimation does not lend one to believe that the Oilers will be adding some truculence on the fence. This team got better this summer, but it also got softer. Leon's injury in the playoffs is a perfect, perfect example of what, ha what can happen when your team relies on a power play process in the NHL as a deterrent for borderline plays and gamesmanship that targets their stars. By the way, 
just in terms of how games are managed and officiating, and there were more penalty calls this year. The, I, this was the first year where I felt come playoff time they're starting to move in the direction of playing, uh, uh, you know, respecting the stars a bit more from a, an officiating perspective. Have you seen the Tim Donahue uh, documentary out on Netflix yet? I fell asleep trying to watch Come it on. last night. Really? Yeah, I was I was pretty zonked. But. Okay, well, not like Larry Zonka? No. Syracuse, by the way, for Larry Zonka. Uh, 39. Big run on uh, running backs that were number 39 in the late, uh, late seven, no, mid, early to mid-1970s when the Dolphins were a powerhouse. Um, yeah, basically, Donahue point out said that officials were coached everybody everybody knew the league officials in the NBA were coached to allow star players uh, to get away with more than the average players and that they also wanted the best team the, the teams in the biggest markets to win there's always been that belief in the NBA it's really interesting uh, and there's certainly detractors to Donahue's body of work and the perspective that he has in the documentary I'd recommend watching you fell asleep during today eh? actually the you know the human interest stuff with his wife at the beginning like sorry I shouldn't even have started it, it like I'm talking minutes in yeah minutes I'll, I'll, it was kind of dry for about the first seven to ten minutes I can understand that but untold I think he's doing a great job of these documentaries so all right well uh it's not untold but it's not a hundred percent said as to who it shall be uh so it again okay so it's gonna happen uh they're gonna they're gonna announce the signing here shortly let's just put it that way i would now suggest it's gonna happen during the course of the show we've talked you can figure it out who it is Yes, uh, Oilers, Jim, it is not going to be a defenseman with a physical impetus in his game. Let's get uh, one more thing. Just on Oilers roster transactions from Dylan Holloway. Back into the Oilers now, Audio Vault for direct work, where Holloway had this to say on whether he's monitoring Edmonton's moves this summer. Yeah, I mean, obviously you watch it and you like look into it a little bit, but the biggest thing is just to focus on yourself at the end of the day. like If I don't, if I don't perform well in camp or if I'm not getting better over the summer, that's, uh, like that's what's going to make the difference for me. So I think the big thing is just focusing on myself and these next few weeks here leading up to camp, just to make sure I'm fresh and feeling good and uh, do whatever I can to make the team. There you go. That's Dylan Holloway. You know, college guys are smart. Brendan, you know what I did yesterday? I emceed the Golden Bears golf tournament. I saw Coach Bill Moores. It was great. Dan Bomeister, Blair St. Martin, who's now one of the top urologists uh, in the province, guy who had 398 penalty minutes one year in the Western Hockey League and got into a fencing competition in the ceremonial face-off of the 2004 University Cup, leading Don Sherry to quote one of the infamous lines of all time. Damn. Those guys take it seriously. Uh, so I saw a whole bunch of the Golden Bears alumni. Special thanks to to Stan Marple and Ian Herbers and to uh, Al Prokop. I have a lengthy conversation with Luke Prokop, who is headed off to Nashville's camp. I did not expect him back this year with the Edmonton Oil Kings, who are going to be down some bodies as well. 12.25 back in uh, one minute's time. We'll get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Let's get right to it. NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. We'll start with the fact imminent. Oilers uh, expected to sign a defenseman here at some point. Could be in the next couple hours, but won't. Uh, it'll happen over the course of the weekend at the latest. So uh, I'm not even going to put you on the spot there. It's going to be a defenseman. It's going to be a guy that's uh, played a fair amount of games. Uh, it's been a guy that's been a highly, uh, a pretty high draft choice, and it's not a tough guy. 
It's a guy that can play. What else you got, Brendan? Well, we'll uh, say for those who missed the top of the show that Winnipeg did snatch Sam Gagne one year, $750,000 there. Kirby Doc reportedly closing in on that four-year extension in Montreal. NHL has officially presented the IIHF with its plans for a World Cup of Hockey in 2024. And Canada is facing Switzerland in semifinal action at the Women's World Hockey Championship tomorrow in Denmark. Uh, Reggie and Red Deer says, speaking of the Golden Bears, whatever happened to Russell Houston? He was a two-time U Sports Player of the Year. He was on the police force for a number of years, and he is now in private sector uh, as an investor. Uh, we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and when we come back, Sportsnet spec for Mark Kaspector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta.